Hello and welcome to another episode of Quest Me, the Star Wars podcast that takes you on a quest through legends and new canon. My name is Josh, and I'm your forever host and slayer of Praetorian Guards. Joining me tonight, as always, is my lovely co-host. His name is Justin. How are you today, sir? Did we lose him already? No way. Reset. Joining me tonight is my lovely co-host. His name is Philea Organa Solo. Oh my god. Look at you. Good evening, everybody. No, the camera will not be panning lower. <laughs> oh, man, this is wonderful. For those of you that are maybe new to the podcast and not realizing what's going on, we all made a bet last week about people dying in The Mandalorian, and Phil lost. <laughs> no, no, no. I won. Oh. <laughs> and Phil won. I said no one was going to die. That's true. None of the named people you had selected. That's true. That's true. So I guess in a way we all won, right? Yes. <laughs> except for our visitors who are only who are except for our listeners who are only catching the recorded version of this. Yeah, make sure to go to YouTube and check out the, the live version, the recorded live version, because it's a sight to see. It's wonderful. Thank you for participating in the bet. I do what I can. Yeah, now I got to think of a new costume though for our next bet because I can't do Leia. Hmm. I'll have to I'll have to think. Maybe I'll do the the costume that the the singer had in Jabba's palace. Oh, um, nothing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyway, <sighs> thanks for being here, Phil. It's you're Great. welcome, Josh. It's good to be here. Yeah. Is that, How was your week? It was good, man. Not, you know, nothing too crazy. I mean, work was crazy. Uh, <laughs> looks like Tim, Tim is here. Uh, is that Slave Girl Leia? Yes, it's Phil Leia. Phil Leia Organa Solo. <laughs> <laughs> Got to get the full name in. Thank yes, you very much. Yes, yes. <laughs> it's, it's good to have you here, though. Um, we. I don't know if Justin's back. <laughs> is Justin back? No, Justin's still gone. So Aww, we're gonna, we it. yeah, it's it's okay. I'm sure he'll be back. But we're gonna bring in our special guest for the second week in a row. It's great to have him back. Two weeks running. Yeah, his name is Hugh. How are Two you doing, Hugh? <laughs> Correct that soldier boy. <laughs> hey, what's up, man? What's going on, guys? What's going on? Hey, can I request a toilet costume in the future? I'm a big fan of toilet. <laughs> Uh, I actually do have a friend who makes uh, my my friend Ashley over at uh, Jedi Ash Designs mm -hmm. does do custom uh, Twi'lek uh, head tails. <laughs> nice. So if you need somebody, she will hook you up. That's awesome. I, I might have to I might have to get a link for that one for sure. Yeah, no, we'll do. Hold on. Yeah, yeah. I'll um, send you one. But good to have you here, Hugh. Thanks for Thank stopping you. on by again. How how was your week? It's pretty good, man. I'm, it's great to be on the show. Um, you guys, we've always had a good time here, but I don't know if you'll be inviting me back after this one. Uh, the last two times, I've enjoyed the episode. Tonight, I might be a little <laughs> bit more critical, so we'll see how, uh, see how you like me after this one. 
you'll, you'll probably agree with all the people on Twitter too, because I had a I had a lot of people on Twitter rating the episode, and it was not as positive as I expected it to be. So it's kind of mid, kind of mid. We'll find out though. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> Oh, I'm so glad Jess is here. Philea confirmed. I can't watch because I'm a few episodes behind, but I just had to see the Quest Me Bet payoff. Yes, it is here, and I'm glad that you said Philea because that he that is in my notes. <laughs> <laughs> so even if even if he wasn't wearing the costume, I would still be calling you Philea. So Philea <laughs> sounds like a type of food or something. <laughs> like a fillet. fish fillet. I'll take the fillet yeah. of fish. <laughs> love it. I love it. Fillet of mignon. I, I, I do still have some of that fish gin. Ooh. Yikes. Gross. <laughs> oh, man. Hugh, you missed that bar far away. Yeah. <laughs> no, it, was, it was not the best. But um, Excellent. Well, yeah. Thanks thanks again for joining us at such a late notice, Hugh. Um, it's no weird. We originally supposed to have Cameron from Open Pike, but um, he's very busy with all sorts of Star Trek stuff. I don't know if you guys have noticed that lately, but there's a lot of Star Trek going on. Right. So. Card uh, action going on. Yeah, yeah. The card, lower decks, more stuff with Strange New Worlds. Yeah, man, lots of stuff going on over there. So make sure to check out Open Pike Night because they do a lot of cool stuff. They have a lot of fun, and it's a lot of fun to listen to them. So, um, Cameron will be here. At some point again, I'm sure. But oh yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> yes, Ricky. What what? Cameron the coward of green shirt. Yes, yes, that would be that would be the one. What's um, up, Ricky? The one and only. Yeah. Well, since this is the season finale of The Mandalorian, we're actually not going to be back next week. We're going to be back the week after that, and then we'll do a show subsequently every other week after that. Until Ahsoka is released. Um, and then, of course, we'll go back to the weekly live streams where we talk about the shows. Um, and we'll give everyone a chance to catch up on Clone Wars and Rebels in between now and Ahsoka. Yeah, absolutely. Um, obviously, we still have the uh, last book to read for the Thrawn trilogy. This this guy. Absolutely. This guy right the Last Command the last is command. coming. Yep. So um, that will be a... A fun watch um, and a fun read for sure. But like like I said, in two weeks from today, we'll be back again. Hopefully live. We'll see, though. We might just be doing recorded podcasts. I don't know. They may change. All the times and dates may change. So, Philea, why don't you uh, tell everyone where they can find Quest Me to stay updated on when we drop new episodes and all that? Well, in between now and then and even before and after... You can find us on all social media platforms. We're on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and Facebook. Just search for the Quest Me podcast or check the show notes uh, and find those links. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Tim says Rebels is a must watch leading into Ahsoka. Absolutely correct. Oh, yeah. If you haven't watched Rebels or Clone Wars, uh, you should definitely do that. And you don't have to watch all of Clone Wars either. There is a. Uh, There's an Ahsoka, like bundle well, basically and there's an ahsoka bundle but there's also like the essential episodes bundle right like 25 mm-hmm. essential clone wars episodes which basically gives you the entire story of seven seasons which is great um but i highly recommend watching rebels that's something we might do over the summer is a little bit of a rebels watch through and review for quest me um 
I feel like we talk about that show enough. We should probably do a deep dive. Do it. Do, do it now. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> well, I see we are Palpatine, I see Schwarzenegger. It's great. <laughs> I want to see them fighting each other. Do it. Do it now. Do it. <laughs> oh, God. Well, Get to the X-Wing. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, speaking of getting to the X-wing, actually, that that was a terrible segue into this. Um, we're gonna go into our first segment of the week, which is it's a bar far away where we talk about what we are drinking tonight. Um, I am drinking Screwers Light. Ha! Screw Screwball and Coors Light. <laughs> But Ooh. Phil, what are you drinking tonight? Uh, nothing with peanut butter whiskey, thank you. Uh, I'll make my own. <laughs> now tonight is uh, a drink that I'm still kind of workshopping. I had a busy weekend. I was off home for a wedding and stuff, so um, still one that I'm in the middle of workshopping. But I'm pretty happy with it so far. Uh, calling it tentatively a bounty hunter. This is Jägermeister. Uh, cognac, sweet vermouth, and lemon juice. Ew. Oh, is it good? Oh man, it looks it looks not it's good. It's sour licorice. I mean, it's it's oh. the um the the Jaeger actually blends really well with the cognac and the sweet vermouth. <laughs> Might need to tweak the lemon juice ratio a little bit, but see, and here's the thing, I. I can't drink Jaeger and I can't drink cognac. That's just not. So those mixed together just sounds. Ugh. But hey, Tragedy. man, I bet it's I bet it's wonderful for those people that are drink connoisseurs, and actually like take time to make <laughs> drinks and make good drinks. Me, on the other hand, like I said, a Screwers Light is good enough for me. Um, well, I'll leave you to that, uh, and I'll remind you all. Drink responsibly. And don't drink and drive. Yes, uh, Tim from the F- FSF podcast. Popcast says I always fuck that up. FSF Popcast says he just started season four of Rebels this afternoon. Um, nice. I don't know if you've watched it before, but you are in for a treat, my friend. That season, whoo! That's oh man, I've watched Rebels. I think four times, a lot. four or five times now, all the way through. And like that last season leading up, oh man, it's so good, it's so good. He also says he feels like Phil hates his stomach. It's possible, <laughs> but me too. <laughs> before we go any further, I have to introduce the introduce the other co-host for the show. Looks like he's Yay. back. His name is Justin. Yay. Oh Lord, man! I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> I feel okay. so bad. Why? Because computers are like my bane, and it failed. <laughs> <laughs> it was working just fine. It really was. It really was. It's all good. You didn't miss that much. Yeah, no, man. I miss. I missed your drink. Oh, you, oh I can go back. You didn't miss no. much. <laughs> it didn't sound like anyone liked it. But I love. <laughs> I usually love the name. <laughs> what? Do, oh, this is. If it makes you feel any better, this is one I came up with like six months ago, and I've just been kind of playing around with it, tweaking the recipe still. Yeah, a little bit. 
Mm. He's tweaking him, apparently. Mm. <laughs> well, you know what? Mm. My lips just curl with it. Ricky says, boo. I'm in too. Oh. Justin sucks. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. Ricky is on one tonight. <laughs> it's Ricky. It's going to do. Yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. And also, uh, Claire is here. Hello, Claire. Uh, where's Justin? What did I miss? Justin is here, finally, and you didn't miss much again. Yeah, no, Claire, he got in, like, just after you commented. Yeah, although uh, you did miss out on on Uh-oh. Phil's nice new little outfit here. Uh-oh, so we'll give Phil a little bit of solo time. <laughs> look at that. Look at that wonderful Leia outfit. Man, looking good. I just I just got to admire it, you know? So. Filaya. See this. This is why I've been working out. This is why I've been lifting. <laughs> That's so funny. Get my shoulders looking nice. <laughs> well, poor Justin is gone again. Um, hopefully, I'm sending him a whole new, a big old gift basket here this week. So hopefully that helps a little bit. Um, but we're gonna just a work gift basket. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, a little bit. Um, <laughs> But we're going to move on. We're just going to keep on going here. Because, oh, here he is. Here we go. Yeah. <laughs> I'm back. <laughs> just in time. Just in time. Perfect. Ooh. <laughs> Got it. So, anyway, I'm going to go go ahead and hit the, uh, the synopsis here. God, I'm so tired, you guys. <laughs> <laughs> I'm reading my notes and having a hard time saying the words. Huh, so... Here we go. Chapter 24, The Return. In this 40-minute space epic, we learn why Gideon so desperately wanted Grogu to be his friend. We witness the new purge of Mandalore, and we finally see what Grogu is made of. Bo-Katan reminds us that Mandalorians are stronger together, and Din Djarin becomes a new man Delorean. Anyway, this episode is directed by Rick Famuyiwa. Every time. It's written by... John and Dave, of course. It stars Pedro Pascal, Katie Sackhoff, and it has Giancarlo Esposito and Emily Swallow, as well as Simon Cassian- Cassianides. Man, I'm so bad Cassianides. at this. Thank you. And Mercedes Bernardo, as well as Carl Weathers, Paul Sun Hyung Lee, and Taika Waititi makes a little appearance in this one, which is Everyone wonderful. Everyone within the cast. Yeah, pretty Literally much everyone here. Everyone. Pretty much everyone, except for the guy that played the Ugnaught. <laughs> oh. uh, Nick Nolte. <laughs> Jesus, Ricky is seriously on one. This podcast gets 33% better every time <laughs> Ricky's just changing his rating too, on, on iTunes every 10 minutes. <laughs> like, oh, it's a five. Justin's not there. Oh, now it's a three. Justin's gone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, whatever. Anyway, this episode was was really good, guys. I had a fun time with it. Apparently, Hugh has a different opinion, though. Let's let's uh, let's dig into that a little bit. Let's just just, just talk about it. Just give this us was, like this was so tough for me, man. Like, cause I kind of went in thinking like all the cool stuff we had predicted would happen, and that's not necessarily the most fair way to review an episode. But, like, going through, I'm like, all right, armor is going to betray in three, two, no. Ooh, Bo-Katan might die. Din Djarin? No. Like, but also, there are just some things I had a, a few problems with. Uh, the fact that we finally find out why, as you said, 
Moff Gideon wants uh, to be wanted Grogu to be his friend so bad uh, to make force powered clones of himself, uh, force sensitive clones of himself. And he, he barely offers it any protection. I, I couldn't get past that. Even with the fleet gone, I'm like, you have three Praetorian guards. This is kind of like your, your, your crown jewel. You're just going to leave it wide. Okay. Like, well, I, I, but, I didn't get that part. There, there are a couple more parts like that. I'm just like, eh, I don't know. I got to say, on the topic <laughs> of not guarding the clones, he did have all of those red gates with guards in front of it. That, right, a whole bunch of laser doors. That... With yeah. big holes that people could just fall down. That's true. <laughs> yes. I mean, how to put the Praetorians there at least? Like, you got to know Mando was coming through. I don't know. Well, the Praetorians were there to guard Gideon. Right. They were. They were there for the clones. They were there for the main <laughs> guy. You know what I mean? But I, I understand. I, I see where you're coming from. There, were, I, I, there were a couple things. The betrayal thing was weird for me because it, it yeah. led up the last three episodes really made it seem like one of these main characters was going to be a spy or something, you know? I mean, right. even a title of one of the episodes was Spies, and we only saw one spy. Right. So That we that we know of. That we know of, yeah. And, and it just kind of, that did, the payoff for that wasn't very big, you know what I mean? Which, which right, is right. fine, again, because this, this was, I feel like, an episode that they had to wrap so much stuff up because they're about to open up a huge can of worms and like they're going to have to do a lot more as far as Mando and his Republic adventures, you know, instead of trying to take back Mandalore like they've been doing for however long now, trying to just to get to Mandalore to get to the living waters, then to take it back. Then like everything had to deal with Mandalore and Mandalorians. Now it's going to deal with the bigger picture hence Ahsoka and Thrawn and all that stuff. So, so, but but I feel like they probably wrapped everything up pretty quick. You know what I mean? Right. Like it was a very fast, like, oh, well, here's a loose end. Let's just tie that I, I think, quick. I think we got spoiled by the length of the season for Andor. Oh, that, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, just at seeing as much content over the course of a single season as we did with Andor then when we get back down to like an eight episode season, we're like, wait, what is that? Is that it? Is that all we got? Yeah. That's and an eight and episode season. Beans. An eight episode season that only spans over like a month. Yeah. Andor was over the course of a couple years, I think. As far as the timeline of the series, yeah. Like I think they skipped yeah. ahead a couple times, pretty far. Like because he was in prison for like six months or whatever. Yeah, there was there's some time skippage in there. So. And speaking of being spoiled, I mean, look back to the final episode of the last season of Mandalorian. Mandalor- yeah. Oh, yeah. Two years ago. Mm-hmm. Even though we've had like a season and a half of Mando that seems like a lifetime away, that thing just blew everyone's mind. You know, with Luke coming back, it was a impossible, you know. The technological, right. the tech, the technological feats right. involved in it, the everything. <sighs> this one just felt a little bit short of that. I don't know. I mean, that's a pretty high that. bar. <laughs> yeah. um, you had Luke Skywalker. So, You're not going to get that more than one. <laughs> yeah, man. So I found a really like solid theory, though, on the uh, previous episode title. Okay. Um, so it, it's like um, talking about a like biblical reference, actually. Uh, where hey, let me let me just uh, da, 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 da. 
uh, Israelite chieftains from the 12 tribes were sent in to scout the promised land by Moses. Uh, and they were referred to as spies. Oh. Not in terms of like espionage or like betrayal, mm. but in terms of just gathering information. And so like all of the Mandalorians who like are actually like going down to explore Mandalore could technically be considered to be spies. Interesting. Yeah. That you know, that makes so. a lot of sense. They do like to use old religious references a lot in these. Well, shows. yeah, I mean we had the apostate earlier. We had yeah. you know Interesting. So. That's a that's a yeah. really good thing to bring up. I like that. that. Deep dive. Yeah. yeah, no, I thought that was actually like better than I would have that, ever considered because makes more sense. It, it makes more sense than us thinking that you know the armor is a spy, axe is a spy. Uh, but but a spy. I mean, it planted some seeds where you were expecting chaos. Yeah. So you're not wrong. Yeah. You're not wrong. Uh, oh, Ricky brings up there were those episodes of Boba Fett that were basically Mando episodes that messed with our perception yes. of Mando time. Yeah. And yes. That, Ricky. Yep. So we're we're looking at something like two years time yeah. skip in between the yeah. events of season two and season three. That's what Filoni said. He said there was two yeah. years between two and three with Grogu training with Luke for two years. Yeah, which makes a lot of sense in this episode. Like you really when see, you start seeing him, dude. You like, I mean, we're just gonna skip around this whole episode. I feel like because yeah. there's so much. Just like about. Grogu, but yeah, but like in that scene where he's against the Praetorian guards and he's just like. Skipping around and giggling the whole time, babbling at these <laughs> dude. I mean, one of the coolest scenes, and you're like, okay, now it makes sense that he was with Luke for two years because before he would use the force like that and get tired and he'd and pass fall asleep, out. he'd be he'd be so worn out, he couldn't do. I mean, yeah, the the fight with the mud horn, yep, in yeah. season one, yeah. just wiped him. And I so. think even in the finale of season two of Mandalorian, he was pretty wiped out after like, oh, yeah. his thing with Gideon. So, so yeah, like seeing him run around and then, you know, throwing the weapons around and stopping the guard from hitting Mando with its electric blade. Like, okay, I, I understand now. It makes sense that he was there for two years, but it is very strange to, to jump around like that. I'm, I'm very curious to see how far they jump ahead for next season like how far ahead is ahsoka gonna be you know is mando is mando and grogu gonna make an appearance in ahsoka and kind of show how far or how much time has advanced that would be a, i mean that would be smart because that would let them jump to whatever plot point they need to be able to do for season four of mando right, right. not that they need grogu to get that to get people to watch that series because they have no, chopper but... and hera and all the rebels cast like you don't i don't need another excuse to watch ahsoka but if grogu and mando show up yeah dude i mean (laughs) but if they're all there it's gonna be great i mean we already got confirmation that there's gonna be a movie basically there's gonna be a mando verse movie to complete the story kind of of wrap everything up ron yeah so uh that's another reason why i think this episode tied up so many loose ends because they're like we really got to prep for the new story like mando was successful it got us to where we want to be it got feloni to be able to tell the story that he wants to tell 
via Thrawn and Rebels and those characters. Um, and so now they have to kind of move that along. And I'm okay with some of it, but I think like you, Hugh, I, there were a couple of things that I was like, ah, really? <laughs> yeah, the, the R5 part, I'm like, I know it's like a common thread where we've seen r2d2 like stick the little usb that's what i that's what i imagine super hacker yeah, super hacker i see it all the time but it's, it's right outside the base and like all they got <laughs> is these little mouse joints to like i'm thinking of like uh the beginning of what is it revenge of the sith r2 at least has mm-hmm. like burned some motherfuckers like you know sorry I, and, and I mean, yes, yes, it's somewhere that he has to basically like jetpack in to get there. He yeah. has to use the little rocket boosters to get down there. But literally every Mandalorian on the planet has a jetpack. Right. Well, I mean, at, at that point, it's not like it's inaccessible. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. And at that point, I mean, R5 is going in while all the Mandalorians and Super Commandos or whatever are flying out. This right. is fair. There's a whole lot of other shit going on Correct. and distracting Correct. everyone. Um, so, But the R5 thing was definitely like, where the fuck did he come from? <laughs> he was he was in the gauntlet. Was he? Uh, when, they were, when they were coming down, he was in the gauntlet. Okay. I just don't But remember. we we don't Dang, see him. Justin. <laughs> Poor Justin, man. He's struggling. <laughs> Ricky's <there>. like, good, 33%. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Justin's no, going to have to go. Uh, I'm going to send him a message and tell him just to get on his phone and do it. <laughs> <laughs> no, but um, it just... The the whole thing with uh, with R5 is like, okay... We 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 need the excuse to get the droid in and get the hack done. Right. Yeah, and I I do like though that he was simultaneously like holding the other further gates shut when the commandos cool. were trying to open them. <laughs> yeah, that was and cool. preventing them from being able to get back out. That was cool. I I really liked. Uh, I I like it was kind of jarring because you're like, oh, this should be R two D two, but right. <laughs> At the same time, like and um, also R five was a, kind a, of a pretty dick. rapid turnaround in Din's uh, attitude toward him too. Yeah, well, R five was like kind suddenly of a... calling him buddy and. Yeah, R5 was kind of a dick at the beginning of this episode, or this season. <laughs> he was like, I don't want to go with this guy. What? I'm not I thought he was more of a coward than, like, I got more coward That was than more the vibe okay. I got, right, too. Right. He, like, he didn't want to go. Pelly was like, hey, uh, here's a droid. Yeah. That's true. I did, like, a little shaky, did like, That's true, that's true. All right, I, I retract my now I did I did like seeing him do some R two D two things though, and like using the jetpacks and like fighting yeah. off the mouse droids and like uh, I, I yeah yeah good good stuff but also again like eh they could have probably done something else there um I did like that they really emphasized weapons in this episode yeah um. And it like, I mean, right when right when R five opens that first gate, and Mando runs in, he loses his vibro blade in one of those guards. Like he sticks him in the neck, and then the guy falls backwards. Mando tries to grab it, and like loses his weapons, and all of a sudden can't can't really you know protect himself or whatever. So they did it's, that. It's they, such a video game progress moment. Yeah, yeah. Ooh. 
Like, let's beat this guy, take his gear, go fight the next guy, yeah. take his gear. Yeah. But um, but they did, I mean, the Darksaber I, got crushed in this episode. It got destroyed. Like, what? this whole time we've been thinking the Darksaber has, like, some high meaning, and nope. It doesn't. It's what you did you set up what Din was saying in the last episode, right? Like, I don't yeah. even know what the Darksaber is. I don't care. That's not why didn't I call it. didn't mean shit to me. But, yeah. Right. Um, yeah, it's, it's definitely, I guess that makes sense that they're, they're wrapping that up to be like, oh yeah, no, it really doesn't matter because at the end of this episode, we get, you know, them lighting the, forge. the, the forge and everyone just, I love that scene. For Mandalore. That was solid. Mm-hmm. Everyone's screaming so cool. And like, you realize that they really don't care about the dark saber. They just care about the courage and how much of a badass bow was, you know, like, uh, although, you know, what also it gives us the potential for, we have a new force sensitive Mandalorian. You talking about Grogu? Yeah. Dude, I've been talking let about him it. go, let, let him go forge a new dark saber some, at some point. And, like, and he might, but I've been, I've been saying this the whole time, dude, Grogu is going to be the leader of Mandalore at some point. Like, I, I absolutely do believe it. that. They did connect him in the Mythosaur. Like, like they did. Last, week. Yep. last shot. Mm-hmm. I, w- I wanted to wait until Justin got oh. back, but he's not back. So, <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> yeah, no, but that is a huge deal because originally you think the Mythosaur wakes up because Bo-Katan is down there and Mando is falling down there. But really and truly, you he was coming to Grogu. Grogu. Grogu was there. Grogu oh. was there. And Grogu was in distress, and that's why the Mythosaur mm-hmm. was coming up to see what the hell was going on, because there was like some presence some sort of that was disturbance. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So then now we see that scene where Grogu becomes Din Grogu, and they flash down, and as soon as Grogu like looks into the water, the Mythosaur wakes up, and it's like, oh, there's a there's a connection there. There's an absolute connection there. So I think that. Yeah, I think we're onto something that he maybe he will forge a new dark saber, or maybe he won't. Maybe he'll just I, have his I mean, own lightsaber. Yeah, no, it's, it's more likely. I'm just saying that he has the potential to take some nods, you know, yeah. with his lightsaber construction. Although I, I could see him making a new dark saber just out of respect for Mandalore, mm-hmm. you know, to mm-hmm. be like, this is this is for Mandalore, and like <laughs> he makes the. The the dark saber again, you know, a nice sleeker design or something. So, hey, Justin, you're back. Hi, had to make shift something. <laughs> you're hey, good. Man. You're good. I'm just gonna adjust your volume really quick, and you yeah, should be good. We can see and hear you. That's yeah. a All right. good start. There you go. Perfect. That's a good start. So, man. Where are we at? Where are we at? We are bouncing all, all over, over the really. place, man. But we just <laughs> we just talked about Grogu and the Mythosaur and how there's a connection there. Do you think there's a connection between oh, Grogu and the come Mythosaur? Come on, we know there's a connection. Um, first off, the whole fact that Grogu, or should I say, Din Grogu, has uh, an ab- ability to c- soothe calm beasts, like the whole Rancor aspect, the Mudhorn. Actually, the Mudhorn he more force picked up and then dropped but still <laughs> just stopped him <laughs> but it, it counts it counts but he has this affinity towards animals and uh 
still the mythosaur is a creature it's possible highly we likely just, basically we were saying like when uh din fell down the hole and the mythosaur woke up everyone thought that it woke up because of bow and oh, woke i up think for, for grogu i think now after this episode mm. we realized that it woke up for grogu that it, yeah, was there it must have like some kind of force uh sensitivity yeah, that was going to be my next point, is that they, they probably share some sort of thing with the Force. It's like the, the Purgles. They, the Purgles. They probably yes. have some sort of connection. But all animals, I mean, according to Rebels, all animals are one with the Force, just like all people are one with the Force. So if you have a connection with the Force, you can probably have a connection with animals if you know how to manipulate it the right way. So, anyway... Um, Let's see, what else did we talk about? Uh, talk about clones, Justin? We talked about the talked clones Talked about the Darksaber getting yeah, destroyed. Dark Saber, Dark Saber. Oh, okay, what, did, what about uh, how how vain it is for Moff to make clones of himself? Was that vain or was that Emperor oh, palpatine total, No, that's total vanity. And the, I think, like, he, after the the Empire fell and he, they became remnants, he, he took the program over. And then made it all about him, hit all of, uh, made about it himself. So he was very selfish about it. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, I think he did that to begin with. Like you found out in this episode, you missed the synopsis, you poor thing. But <laughs> basically, we found out why Gideon wanted Grogu so bad was to make Force clones of himself, which is a complete foreshadow to Episode Nine. That's like a huge. Oh, absolutely, but. You How know. far did we overread into the the whole clone aspect of the show? Did we? Uh, it's got to be more than. Mm. Why? I mean, why do you say that? Go on. I I still think that they are going to continue to come into play. I I mean, we yes, we saw one batch of clones destroyed, mm-hmm. but I mean, we never saw any of those other. Uh, flying Imperials' faces. I guess that's true. That's true. <laughs> but did they all die? I'm just saying I mean, that could have been that could have been a whole Agent Smith style uh, and, oh Moff God, Gideon army so there. Could have, should have. Worst scene in the Matrix movies ever. Oh my God! They ripped that <laughs> scene straight, everyone. dude. They ripped that scene straight from that game that they made. I swear to God. <laughs> um, you didn't like the it, the Matrix game? I mean, they didn't no. make a giant Agent Smith face out of Agent Smiths in the in the movies, at least. <laughs> Thank God. No, that game was cool. I was just saying the the movie, the second movie, where Neo fights all those Agent Smiths, and it's just it looks exactly like a video game. It's like a PS2 video game. There, like, go watch that movie <laughs> again, and you'll you'll see what I'm talking about. It's bad. That's a, even that's even for the time, it was bad. <laughs> um, but that's an interesting point. I wonder if I wonder if there were a bunch of other Gideons running around. Because I mean, we don't necessarily know that he's completely dead. I mean, he burned up, right? True. Yeah. So one would imagine. Uh, can we talk for a minute about his powered armor? Oh yeah, that's that was the other How thing I was going to say. How bright were you, dude? I. Told you, crush guns. Crush guns. Yeah, man. 
That's yeah. some that's some legends shit. Yeah. The the actuators built into the gloves that let him just yep. smash the shit out of whatever he grabs. Like the long. dark Who saber. Had those? Who had those? In uh, a bunch of characters. Um, at one point, Boba Fett gave a pair of them to Han Solo as a gift oh. so that he could go kill his son. <laughs> right. Yeah. Oh, like he, he sent, Boba Fett sent a pair of them to Han after Jason killed Boba Fett's kid. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. Holy cow. Man, Legends is so yeah. cool. Maybe <laughs> you guys are Maybe getting should... all in depth with another universe. Uh, man, this is like 40 years in the future past the Thrawn books. Yeah, it's so pretty, it's pretty. That's Yo, some... While we're while Go we're jumping me. around, Josh, I wanted to ask you a question. What are you going to do with all the uh, IG-12s you bought? They haven't, they haven't released yet, man. <laughs> are you still going to buy 12 of them or what? You said you're going to buy a lot, but oh, still, even after it was destroyed? Absolutely. Like, how do you feel about that? <laughs> I, I mean... It had to happen. Like blew like, up Grogu's ride. Like we were talking about, all the weapons got destroyed in this episode, basically. So they had to get rid of Grogu's weapon too to show his skills without his weapon, because that's that was kind of the point. I feel like of of that is like showing that Bo-Katan uh, can kick some ass, and Man- Mandalorians and, and in general can kick ass when they're together. And it was like it kind of showed that the whole time. Like when Din went to go save Grogu. Uh, they were more powerful together. And then when Grogu and Din went to go help Bo-Katan, they, all three of them were more powerful together. Even though none of them had any weapons, they were all still that much more powerful. So I, I don't like that they got rid of his vehicle. I thought of you exactly when that happened. I'm like, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> it, it was a little like, I guess I didn't even really notice that much because so much other shit happened right right, until like my second or third watch i was like oh wow that that got destroyed and also they turn it into ig11 again so they they do sucks but (laughs) at the same time what it led up to the marshall priceless and not not even just the marshall but grogu using his powers yeah yeah being like i don't i don't need this machine to run away from you Dude, the giggle that he does. If anything, oh. it slowed him down in that fight. Yeah, exactly. I know, right? <laughs> I just thought so. it was strange how the Praetorian's blades went through uh, IG like it was just a knife through hot butter. I mean, he's not made of Beskar. Yeah. He's regular metal. He's Durasteel. Durasteel, thank you. God. Yeah, but it's still. This is why like... you're here. Philea. He takes blasters like a champ. Why not? Like, you know. Yeah, but blasters are different than like a hot knife. <laughs> a hot knife. <laughs> you know, I didn't. Right. Right. Again, they they had to they had to get rid of that thing. They had to just to show what what Grogu can do. It's it's a continuity Ouch. reset button too. I mean it, yeah. it lets them basically I mean the whole episode lets them set back up to either wrap up the storyline for now and launch into the movie or to go on to a whole new series of bounty hunting adventures. Yeah. Which yeah, way. Like a, 
a series finale at the end, like the way that just yeah did them with the lake. I, I had to Google it. I'm like, Mando season four. I'm like, oh okay, yeah, it's happening. But... It's yeah, yeah, it's still happening. <laughs> it was a perfect ending if it was for the series. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was very satisfied. I was crying multiple times. Oh, you know what could happen because you know Cara Dune messed up everything with Rangers of the New Republic. They could have set something up to be like I, Mandalorian I, and the Rangers of the New Republic. Where he's yeah, with them. they can you know play around with some of those storyline concepts still. Yeah, exactly. And just have Mando and Grogu be you know a part of it. Which I'm. I think that's. Up. I think that's part of why we got to see so much of Carson Tiva. Yeah, mm. I agree. And just there's definitely some other characters who might have filled in yep. other places in this season if you know. Yeah, mm. and I mean, bringing Zeb in as long as Zeb doesn't die in the Mandoverse story. Yeah, I mean, he could oh, be yeah. part of the Rangers. I mean, dude, there's the possibilities are endless, and him, Mando going and signing up to work for them, is, I thought that was brilliant. off the books. I thought that was brilliant. Yeah, off the books. It's great. Um, Ricky brings up a really good question. Who's your favorite droid? Ooh. I'll tell you right now. Uh, mine is B2 Emo. Ha <laughs> oh. ha. Either, either him Damn, or... Damn, now I miss Andor, man. Him or K2SO, both from Andor. But like those mm. those two droids are top, top favorite. Chopper, yeah. L337, like, uh, from... Oh, from... Yeah, Solo. okay, okay. Yeah. She was okay. a badass. Yeah. Um, <laughs> also, so you mean the Millennium Falcon? <laughs> true. <laughs> Ricky absolutely General Grievous counts. Yeah, for sure. Oh, Grievous no, okay. <laughs> no, he doesn't. Yes, he does. He's, he's, he's still, a, or I guess, a human. We're humanoid. He's a human. He was an alien. Well, he's still an alien at, at his soul. All right. So if we're talking uh, ones that we've seen on screen, he leads the droid for army. LOM. For LOM, which one is that? Yeah, uh, one of the other bounty hunters that we oh, see in Empire Strikes one. Back. Mm-hmm. He is. He is. Okay. He um, and he had some cool stories. Hangs out with Zuckus. Yeah, he had, yeah, he, had some... he hangs out with Zuckus. Um, so uh, for LOM, it's probably my favorite one we've seen on screen. Huh, okay. Uh, favorite one off screen is still, I know I've mentioned him already this season, and Josh is going to boot me out of here for this, but Mr. Bones from uh, oh. Chuck Wendig's Aftermath trilogy. <laughs> Mr. Bones was cool though. I mean, he was a, he was a good droid. Mr. Bones was the best droid. <laughs> Better than I mean, Chopper. Accepting... <laughs> Uh, Mr. Bones was a reprogrammed battle droid. Yeah. And he had been reprogrammed with like Twi'lek dancer uh, and combat modules. <laughs> and so he was like. It's like entertainment and <laughs> security. Assassination. Yeah. <laughs> no, he was, he was great. And he was, you know, just reprogrammed by this teenage kid. Yeah. Yeah. It was. God, I always forget about Mr. Bones. Um, but kind of reminiscent of the battle droids from the Jack Black episode, where they yeah. reprogrammed mm-hmm. them to do good things. You know, what about you, Hugh? Did did we ask you already? Yeah, it was L three three seven. But oh, yeah, I, right. I mean, I gotta throw in the caveat. Yeah. 
Excepting R2, right? Like, it's R2, I feel like the GOAT. Like, That's I feel like that yeah. would be oh, know, yeah. easy of an answer. So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, okay. All right. We got everyone's, right? Justin, did we get yours? Chopper. Thank you. Yeah. Chopper is by far the most badass little robot. And to hear him <laughs> just scream, what the fuck? We all know you're saying what the fuck, but. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Ricky. Uh, nice which, point, Ricky. Which, yes. We're talking about With Mr. Bones. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yep. Yeah. He's a, he's uh, a droid he, version like, of River Tam, is what Ricky said. Who sings while he's murdering people? It's great, <laughs> dude. It's it's great. Yeah, that's probably one of the best parts of the aftermath series was that droid, and then uh, and the side stories and Ray Sloan and yeah, I don't know, man. You guys really love the after after aftermath series. I just love the books. I I was a Chuck I was a fan of Chuck Wendig's writing before he did the aftermath. Mm. I am a fan of his still. So and for me that was the quintessential book to read. Like I was I know a lot of people were it, super it upset. It was the it was the book for the beginning of the new canon. Yeah, and a lot of people were upset about legends being like thrown out the window, but I was excited to actually have a have a story start from the beginning with legends yeah of course then is that row it's there? it is row yes hello Ro. what's up bro stopping in good evening nerds um, <laughs> evening nerds <laughs> but yeah it's it was it was cool to start at the beginning of those novels like i got that and then i got the the leia book bloodlines which yeah. was really cool um and then claudia gray yes on that one yeah yeah and then i had the of course i had to get the new thrawn trilogy when those came out those were really good not 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 the same as the original thrawn trilogy but still a fun read Mm. um but yeah it is just i don't know the aftermath series for me was kind of like a new beginning for star wars and so i do Mm. like to reference that and they like to reference that that book a lot in these these other shows I mean, just the existence—the existence of Cobb Vamp. <laughs> just <laughs> as a character, Cobb Vamp being there is. Yeah, yeah. Rose says Bloodline was great. I totally agree. I loved hearing like about how Snoke manipulated Kylo from the freaking womb. What? <laughs> yeah, no, like crazy, eerie, crazy. I guess stuff. it wasn't Snoke doing it. <laughs> Is, it was is Sidious. Well, I mean, okay, Sidious was controlling the via puppet. Snoke. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And we uh, we still don't know the full story yet behind Snoke and Palpatine and everything that happened there. So I don't think we're gonna need to know. <laughs> it's like, Probably. all right, well, uh, didn't Grogu and Yoda species? Who cares? He's a Mandalorian. Boom. Although it was cool to have them reference that his his family could be far away if they even existed at all. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So just the idea that maybe maybe somebody his knows. family is still out there his his people and not you know when I say his people not just the Jedi. Yeah. 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 I. I... I'm wondering if they, if they're talking about Yoda, you know, mm-hmm. or because there's no way that they're talking about the Jedi again 
Right. right. <laughs> no, no, not this time. Like it's got to be his actual race, whatever they are, the Parsegians. <laughs> no, nobody get that one. Okay, never mind. Nope. <laughs> I'm just gonna squint at you extra hard. <laughs> it went right over. <laughs> the, the Family Guy, Star Wars. When Yoda yeah, dies, yeah. Luke Skywalker, he's like, he he steals his credit card. He's like going to buy something from Yoda's credit card, and he's like, "Yeah, the last name is Parsegian." Parsegian. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna edit that out for sure. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, Do I need to go grab my copy of something, something Dark Side? I... No, no, no. Um, let's see. What else do we get? We got. Um, oh, we got some really cool shots of just a. Jetpack battle? What? Yo. <laughs> that's so many jetpacks. That's something we haven't seen in Star Wars, in live action <laughs> Star Wars at least, is just hundreds of jetpack battle battlers. <laughs> Never had a really good um, opportunity till now. Yeah. I mean, how many people did we have with jetpacks in one scene? Well, let's go back. There were what, like the four flying troopers? However many of the little think- they fly now. <laughs> they fly now, guys, in episode nine. I try to forget. But yes. Um, yeah. And there, there aren't very many people with jetpacks. I do love how Mando, as he's talking to Bo at the beginning of the episode, is just like, let me just loot these guys real quick. I'll take this jetpack <laughs> here. I'll take this gun. Uh, and I'll take all this other stuff. I loved how he was uh, just grabbing gadgets along the way. He, he yes. grabs that, uh, the electro stun baton. The, the riot shield, the the, the riot shield, the story <laughs> riot shield bit was great. Like, he's use, I he's useful. <laughs> I loved the scene where he grabs one of the troopers and pulls him around, and uses the riot shield on the trooper's back to block the incoming blaster fire. Oh yeah, yeah, that was cool. <laughs> this is a... before he managed to grab one of the shields himself. He pulled, he used one while it was on the guy's back. Still, I love the hand-to-hand stuff he was doing too, like the little sweep kick, and then he steals the mm-hmm. thing or he torches the other guy. That was good. That was well done. I you get a Mando martial arts <laughs> thing going. <laughs> I, I love this question from Ro. Did we ever find out why the pirates had him at the end of season one in Mando? I'm assuming he means Grogu. Um. That because Grogu was captured, was it bounty hunters or pirates? It was, it was, um, remnants, but it was Karga's, uh, bounty hunters, or it was Karga's um, bounty hunters. Okay. And I, I mean, and it was just for revenge on Din, really. Oh, when when Din brings the whole like covert in to fight against Karga's bounty hunters, mm. to oh. Yeah, okay. season one finale. Okay, I need to go back and watch that. Apparently, <laughs> it's been a minute. Yeah, maybe that's what we should do. Season we started this show Quest Me on season two of Mandalorian, so we could go back and watch season one and do a, a fun right. review there. <laughs> yeah, Ro, you're making me want to rewatch this whole yeah, thing. I know, right? Yeah. I, I'm gonna have to get back to you on this because I am not <laughs> sure. Season one was what 2019? Like that's, that's God, way that back then. Fuck, man. <laughs> yeah, pre-COVID. What? I was about to say pre-COVID. Oh, the world <laughs> was, was on a the different plane. time. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even remember those days. Man, See, geez. I think uh, pre-COVID, man. Before the dark times. About, uh... <laughs> Before the empire. <laughs> what are you saying, uh, Justin? I think Scuttlebutt was asking why was Din. 
or why was Din Grogu with the 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 initial pirates? When like he finally found uh, the beacon was going off towards him. What? That was in season two. No, that was season one. Oh, the the beat god dude we're gonna need to go back and watch this i'm not i don't we can't (laughs) he was hidden by some pirates and that's why they had the beacon we're gonna have to go back nothing no they had they had the um bounty tag i I remember the bounty tag i just don't you know i I like ricky's explanation the most that they were butt pirates trying to take (laughs) grogu Nick, the Nikto, that's the race, the <laughs> Nikto pirates. Hmm. And yes, Justin did just say Din Grogu. He's got a fascination with the whole Din Grogu thing, apparently. Who, me? Are you a fan of that? Yeah, are you a fan I of am Din a fan Grogu? Of that. It's huh. Din Grogu, man. Okay. Or Baby Din Grogu. <laughs> or Baby Din Grogu Yoda. The child. <laughs> Baby Din Grogu Yoda. That's gonna be my my dog's name if I ever buy a, a tiny dog. <laughs> so let's let's talk on that a little bit though, because I feel like the Din Grogu thing was weird. Did How you guys so? get that? Uh-huh. Like I, because mm, I feel like Din was always Din Jaren's first name, and Jaren was the last name. Why isn't it Grogu Jaren? Um. <laughs> Um, not every culture uses the surname first. Some uh, rather, some cultures use the surname so, first. I mean, like just Jaren, his first name now, and I guess Din is the house name kind of thing. Yeah, like, is that gotta go what Game it is? of Thrones on people? Your house name but... is now Din, <laughs> House of Din. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like it's kind of weird. I... I mean, I guess I'll accept I it. it. <laughs> but I never really overthought it. I don't know. <laughs> you're you're just you're caught up on it, Josh, because you're thinking of Boba Fett and Django Fett and and Luke Skywalker and Anakin Skywalker and all the people that have last names. The Hutt family, Jabba, his sister Queen. Hutt is their yeah, species. <laughs> Oh, yeah. (laughs) That is true. (laughs) Wow. 34 years of my life have gone on thinking that... (laughs) That his name was Jabba Hutt? Yeah. His last name is the Hutt. (laughs) We definitely need to read more Legends books. (laughs) Oh, lordy. So, all right. Well, I guess if if you guys aren't caught up on that as much as I am, we'll we'll move on from (laughs) Din Grogu. <laughs> um, Grogu. There are a few other things that we didn't necessarily talk about, but that we are bringing up in segments. So before we get on to segments, was there any other points that we wanted to bring up or any other parts of the episode that we wanted to talk about? <laughs> Rose says Jabba had a huge family. But um <laughs> <laughs> so all right i'm gonna take that as a no for no other notes no, uh, no i don't um, think so and as i'm going through notes yeah i don't have anything either so um 
Oh, except for oh, on the topic of Grogu being a din in my notes. It's official. Grogu is a din. Weird. Um, <laughs> oh, but oh, aren't there aren't there one laws thing. and things to follow when it comes to adopting? Apparently or not you in just, Star Wars. You just say it, and it's there. That's how it goes. This is the way. Mandalorian courts. This is the way. This is the books now, man. <laughs> this is the way is basically a contract. Once you yeah. say this is the way, mm-hmm. yeah, you're you're in a binding contract. <laughs> so, uh, one thing. Go on. So it was in your notes from earlier, but I, I got to come back to it now. Please. The jetpacks. Okay, so major, major plot oh. point earlier in the season oh, was that the Mandalorians... <laughs> oh, you want, to, you want to talk about it when we get to your thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. like the okay, well, we'll, we'll, like, like, it's yeah. still freaking cool <laughs> well, shit, but like, yeah, it's inconsistent. Yeah. <laughs> but we can talk about right, it now. Well, like, if you know, uh, are we about, about, uh, we're about to bring up fuel in Star Wars <laughs> again, aren't we? Uh, okay, now, so you, I'll, I'll, just, I'll just do this for you, then. Uh, just axe uh, jetpacking yeah. from the surface all the way up through atmosphere. But couldn't catch a raptor. I don't, I don't know. It wasn't axe specifically, but you know, we don't have enough fuel for a raptor. Yeah. But, but how far away was that thing flying? Yeah, I don't. I mean, I feel I like it was but it can't be from the from on the surface level to space has got to be much longer than some raptor's nest. You'd have like to fight that. Yeah. Huh? No, it's about I mean, trying to keep up with the raptor. That thing would fly and haul out. Ah, uh, okay. Okay. Maybe okay. Speed could be a factor, but at the same time, he was flying. Axe fast. would also have had to reach escape velocity. The jetpacks are badass. That's all. <laughs> I, agree. I mean, yeah, I agree. yeah. <laughs> hand waving, hand waving. It's a cool moment. It's super cool. Don't think about the jetpack. I, I think it would have been. <laughs> I think it would have been better for him to have managed to like actually catch up to the armorer's ship that before she made atmosphere. I agree. Well, also, but I mean, obviously, scene it, when he's just he's about like he escapes the atmosphere and he's looking at the ship. That's a cool. That was almost my Sarlacc killer. I'm like, that's a cool. Yeah, ship. yeah, <laughs> that was great. <laughs> I, I gotta say though, like the Mandos on in exile or whatever, the ones on the dinosaur planet, mm. I would mm-hmm. feel like maybe they didn't have as much fuel as say this the is bounty possible. hunters, Correct. or Correct. even this is this is quite possible that they were rationing their fuel too, or like they didn't That's have like good enough. Jetpacks, because I feel like Axe's crew had like state of the art. They've got stuff. their tech more. I mean, mm. but it's yeah. the same. I don't know. Maybe they shared the fuel. I don't know, but it's the it same people at the end, right? It's fifty years but, difference. Or no, it's thirty. Something, it's something they put in here to make nerds like us talk about talk about Just it. Just like you know? froth of the mouth and rage. <laughs> to be like, oh, you know, what's really gonna piss these fans off. Fuel. Jetpack fuel. <laughs> So, I mean, I, I kind of look at it as, I, I don't know, I guess I look at it like a child still. Like, oh, he's got a, yeah. he's got a better jetpack than the other guys. Well, and, and we know we know we've already, like, getting through atmosphere is not, like, that inconceivable with the armor. We know that Din's armor was able to seal 
for atmospheric uh, conditions when he was on Mandalore. Um, it's it's just nitpicking at this point. Ricky would like to mention Hanukkah. What? I I have I don't know about this. The Jews and their lantern oil. The uh, Mandalorians have as much rocket fuel, you know, have as much jetpack fuel as they need for the circumstances because <laughs> it's a miracle. Oh, is that that one where they're waiting for the person and they just keep replenishing the oil, the lantern oil? Like they're waiting for the bridegroom or something? Is that what he's referencing? Hit me back, Ricky. I don't know. <laughs> now, now I'm interested in like. Go 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 read about go read about Hanukkah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, while you do that, we're gonna go into segments. <laughs> um, yes. And the first segment we're gonna go into this week. He's no good to me, dead. He will not be permanently dead. Bowen is the part of the show where we talk about our favorite new thing added into live-action Star Wars, even if it's from a cartoon or a book. As long as it's new and in live action, it's our bounty. So we're going to start with Hugh, um, and it's kind of along the lines of Jetpack still. Mm -hmm. And let's talk about this. Yeah, yeah. Um, I saw that. Uh, it's just like, what a cool scene. Um, Star Wars has the ability to just bring so many cool things to the forefront. We've all seen large battles take place in sci-fi, fantasy. I don't know if I've ever seen anything like this. You know, you got all these, like, where the, uh, where Bo-Katan's forces and the reinforcements with the armor meet up. That was such a cool part of the, uh, episode. I love it as they're charging the, uh, stormtroopers who also have their own jetpacks and the mid-air battles watching especially the armored duel with her stuff with her tongs and her hammer just amazing um i just i had to hit that up for the bow was mounted because that's something i haven't seen before and i, I thought it was really cool um it, oh, yeah it hits it hits such a nice middle ground between the land battles that we see in like episode one right uh, and the space battles that we see in so much of the other Star Wars material, just that like atmospheric battle, uh, but with infantry. Yeah, okay. it's it's great. And when you talk about just Disney's takeover of Star Wars, like I've always seen it from a live action standpoint as Star Wars is this big theme park and the movies oh, like yeah. the, the trilogy, the original trilogy and the prequels are like, you know, just the roller coasters. I love that all this extra content is just filling in the blanks of like just the world building. And this is a part of that, like watching these type of battles that we haven't gotten to see before, I think is a really cool thing that they've brought to the forefront through all these uh, shows and different movies and, and the like. Yeah, for sure. Um, Ricky's clarifying the, the Jews only had enough lantern oil for three days, but the lantern oil miraculously lasted for however long they needed because it, however long they needed it to because god loves the jews thank so, you thank you ricky we can chalk that up to the mandalorians have just a, just enough lantern fuel or uh jetpack fuel to do whatever they want because filoni loves mandalorians <laughs> that's, uh, but yeah, no, right. that's why hanukkah that's why hanukkah is eight nights it's... Ah, okay all right there you go. cool well we're learning on this show <laughs> So, uh, excellent pick, though, for, for Boba's Bounty Hugh. I really, really, really enjoyed that scene. Um, 
and just everything about it. Like you see those big long shots, like oh, just so good. The so big good. tracking shots with the whole groups of uh, not like, like tracking shots, but like the wide shots of all the jetpacks going. Yeah, excellent stuff. Um, let's move on to Phil's Boba's Bounty. Tell us why you picked this for your Boba's Bounty. <laughs> uh, because again, uh, as I mentioned, Crush Gaunts. People were talking about like hearing the sounds that our Gideon's armor was making. It's like, yeah, it's powered armor. That's why he's able to just grab and squeeze uh, Bo-Katan's hand with enough strength to crush the hilt of the Darksaber. Um this great little legends uh bit called a crush gaunt these uh beskar gloves with actuators in to add strength to the grip so mentioned them uh last week yeah i want to say yep mm. I, so. I love that it's like a back to zelda he he probably found these in a treasure chest somewhere on Mandalorian. <laughs> <laughs> you got the crush gods. <laughs> you could pick up your folder. I just imagine Muff getting going. Shit! Oh, that's great. Who's Muff Gideon's little fairy? Hey, listen. It's, it's just Grogu. <laughs> it's just one of his clones. <laughs> clones. Yeah, that's a good one. That's a good one. Oh, my goodness. Excellent pick. Muff Gideon just rolling all around the battlefield. Just... <laughs> Got to get there before the gate closes. Oh, my God. It's okay. Oh. It works, man. He appropriates things from every culture, right? He's got the... He is, he is, he is weaponized cultural appropriation. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> well, great pick for Boba's bounty, Phil. <laughs> I also, and, and yes, they weren't referred to as such by name, but I, I believe in my heart that those were crush gaunts. I mean, even if they were just an edition like a special edition suit you know what i mean it was still built yeah. into that suit like they planned that so they used I, it like such yeah i, exactly. I would assume that that they did that on purpose for sure but you addressed this one that's funny because i guess i haven't watched any you know some like I'll, i like to watch the easter egg videos on youtube where they go through all the, the 78 easter eggs that you missed and made mm -hmm. But I like watching those. I haven't watched any for the last three or four episodes. I should check it out. I wonder if they caught that. I wonder if anyone caught that these are from the books. Because if not, we're going to make some videos, Phil. <laughs> anyway, excellent pick for your Boba's Bounty. Let's move on to Justin's Boba's Bounty for this week. Tell us why you picked Din Grogu. I told you, man. I thought it was heartwhelming or heartfelt. Like him being officially adopted. I, I by... like heartwhelming. I've been using that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's worse. But uh, him being adopted by uh, Din Djarin was just so sweet to me. And like ultimately fitting for the story. And so when he got the name of Din Grogu, uh, yes, at first I was caught off guard and surprised. And it took a while to sink in. And I then learned to love it. Hmm. I mean, it, it, yeah, 
He's got a new name. He's a new person, I guess. Kind of. Whatever. No, it's just official. Yeah. I mean, I feel like I feel like we all knew that that he was the son of Din. Yeah, I mean, we've been treating him as such, and now it's just that the rest of the galaxy will recognize him as such. Mm. Is... And he'll get put into his chain code. <laughs> this Ooh, is the way. You're right. This is the way. This is the way. <laughs> it's official. <laughs> Excellent pick. I mean, again, the, the whole Din Grogu thing kind of throws me off. I hope they don't call him Din Grogu. I really hope they his don't. His name like, has changed so much. But, like, if they start... Uh, hey, fans, you didn't like it when we gave him a name. Now we're giving him a last name. Well, a first name? What? <laughs> I don't know. See? I, uh, a surname or a family name? I Can we can we just briefly yeah. discuss on yeah, how in, yeah. like, mm. most Asian cultures, the surname, All the right. family name is listed first? I'm sorry. <laughs> is right. I mean, it, Excuse honoring it's honoring Din's family. It's honoring the family of Din Djarin. Okay, all right, fair. I'm just <laughs> I'm just being a stupid American about it. My bad. <laughs> Happens to the best of us. <laughs> <laughs> but excellent pick, Justin. Thank you for that. I am going to throw out my Boba's bounty. Did I even? Ah, uh, yes, there it is. It is the Gideon clones. Um, I and the little jump scare scene. Oh, jump scare scene we all cool. knew it was gonna be there too. Yeah, I know. Yes. Jump scares like that are classic, and it's it was, still worked. It was, I know, right? Well, and it, it worked because it was they're classic for a reason. And it, it worked because it was Grogu, and you're like, no, you can't be scared. Every time Grogu was in peril this episode, I, I, my heart was racing. Like I had the whole hands over my face thing you know and even and when when Gideon woke up when well when Gideon 8.0 woke up and like did the jump scare I was like oh no are they all gonna break out and and fight no nope no they're just gonna they're just gonna flush them down the toilet like the venture bros do and see them <laughs> <laughs> uh sidebar okay Radiant is the blood of the baboon heart. Yes, sir. Did you see that teaser? Yeah, dude, I posted it. <laughs> I am so stoked I, for this. I man. can't believe they finally announced it. I mean, the Venture Bros has been talks has been in talks to have this movie for a while now. Like as soon as Adult Swim made that contract with HBO, they immediately mm -hmm. said, you know, new Aquatine, new Venture Bros, new Metalocalypse. So we got Aquatine already, which was actually a pretty good movie. I love uh, we're, getting... we're we're getting Metalocalypse too because uh, Death Clock's going They're back going on, on tour. tour. Oh my god, I can't wait with Baby Metal. Yes, it's gonna be. Oh so no way! Good. It's gonna be. So yeah, man. Good. They're gonna be at the Fillmore in September. Uh, I want to go. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I actually I got my tickets. I'm going. <laughs> I can't remember if they're coming to Lincoln here or if, if it's going to be in Kansas City. I don't know, but I'm going to go. I see think them. it's Kansas City. It? That's fine. It's yeah. not too far from here. That two-hour drive, get some barbecue, and like do it up. Man. <laughs> yeah, barbecue and <clears throat> yeah, yeah, heck yeah. Um, but anyway, yeah, my my Boba's bounty was just the clones. It was it was really cool to find out why Gideon was doing what he was doing, doing what he was doing, and like. <laughs> You know, figuring out the the master plan 
um, and then also ruining that master plan in a matter of minutes. And I couldn't help but laugh when Gideon shows up and he's like, you killed my clones. (laughs) That was the most upset we've ever seen. Like he was, he was, was gonna um, cry. He was emotionally distraught. <laughs> well, for right how there. smart he is, what, I mean, <laughs> you you think he knows not to keep all of his eggs in one basket? And I don't think he was. Yeah, I still don't think he was. I still, th- I mean, honestly, if you can get Giancarlo Esposito to keep showing up in your Star Wars show, you should keep doing that. You should keep getting him to show up in your Star Wars. But that reaction, the way he delivers that line we just said, oh, yeah. makes me think that he lost everything. Like Me too. I, me yeah. too. I mean, Toby McGuire, then it'd be like, you're going to cry? Like, <laughs> I mean, if he has, if he has, you know, 20 clones there on Mandalore and 20 somewhere else, he still just lost half his kids. True. Oh, my God. Yeah, I, and, and like you, like you were saying, like, the the amount of like distress that he was in just kind of made me think that all of his eggs were right in this basket. So and then and then seeing him melt with Star Destroyer jet fuel or whatever the fuck that was. Um You were killed by axe woes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What a loser. Uh would that count as a Guardian's kill, or would that count as an Axe Wolves kill? Oh, that's who Guardians. Gets, who gets credit for that? The map does. The map. Guardians. <laughs> he jumped out. He's not in there anymore, bro. <laughs> that's true. He needed to ride it all the way down exactly. if he wanted to get that one. <laughs> I did kind of like that, like... I at first when when Axe jumps out of the ship, I was like, "Isn't the captain supposed to go down with the ship?" But then I realized Bo Katan is the captain, and technically, she was down when the ship went down. Or something. I I like that. I mean, I like that uh-huh. he kind of utilized the um, explosive decompression of the ship to just be like, "I'm going out that way." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and his rock, his jetpack shot ahead for the velocity of the su- pressure sucking him out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was a that was a pretty sweet scene for sure. Yeah. Um, but yeah, excellent pick, guys. I digress. Let's move on <laughs> to our next segment. It's the Starlight Killer scene where we talk about our <laughs> favorite still shot of each episode. And Justin is gone again. So we're going to start with, start with Hugh. Hughes' Starlight Killer scene, which is this guy right here. It comes in Ooh. at the, oh my God, I had it brought up. Uh, it is the 15 minute and 26 second mark. Tell Gorgeous. us. Gorgeous. Yeah. So, um, a little background. I'm a huge Destiny fan. And uh, I know, uh, Josh, you've done some Destiny content. But this reminded me, just at my first glance, um, of a little place on the Tangled Shore. It's one of the places in Destiny 2. And one of the places looks kind of like this. But I picked it. Oh, yeah. Because, yeah. I picked it because of also, it's beautiful, it's lush. But the dialogue around this, it, this makes me feel like even the planet is fighting back. Like yeah. the fact that it, it ends with the, the line, life persists, 
all it needs is like a place to grow. Um, they've found a way to cultivate it. It's been dormant, but it's reawakening. It just tied everything really, uh, really did a good job tying it all together. That it's not just the Mandalorian. It's literally the planet itself is like fighting back and uh, resurgent. And I just, I love the image. So, yeah. There you go. It was a really cool scene. And, and the surprise <coughs> of Bo when she was like, you know, oh, you guys are farming down here? What? Yeah. Like, it, it really just kind of showed, like you were saying, that the planet was fighting back. And it's right. yeah. it's going to be cool to come back to Mandalore in a couple years after they have, like, recultivated and everything. And it's, I'm excited to see, see Mandalore again um, in the future. But hopefully it's not going to be, hopefully Mandalore is not the new Tatooine. You know what I mean? I really don't want Ah, uh, man, everything being filmed there. Yeah, mm. dude. I gotcha. I gotcha. I feel you, I feel you. Yeah. Um, although it would be cool to see the pro- progression of Mandalore, I just... I hope we get to go to Concordia at some point. Concordia? And see or... Din's, like, literal, like, Din Djarin's actual, like, childhood home. Yeah, or give me Mon Calamar. Come on, dude. We talk about it all the time. Never seen Dude, I was it. just going through those episodes on in uh, Clone Wars. Yeah, give us some of that in live action, man. Oh, when they showed the whoever in the Mon Calamari dude in oh in yeah the Quarren oh, and the Mon Cal. God, I was so excited to go. I was like, oh my god, we're <laughs> actually gonna see it. And then Jack Black showed up, <laughs> <laughs> and you lost, ruined everything. All interest. <laughs> Lizzo was there too. <laughs> Hell yeah, dude. Um. But excellent pick for your Starlight Killer scene, Hugh. Let's move on to Phil's Starlight Killer scene. Did I not upload that? Man, I was really tired today, guys. <laughs> Apparently, I did not upload <laughs> Phil's scene. Uh, but I, have it right I can, here. I can, I can get it for it, you. No, I got it already. It. it comes in at the nine minute and thirty six second mark. It is this guy right here. Tell us about it, Phil. Dope. <laughs> It was such a ridiculous moment. We had all of um, Bo-Katan's crew, basically everybody who was still up on the light cruiser. Uh, So Axe gets up. He tells them, everybody get the fuck out. Uh, uh, We got to get down to the surface because Gideon's guys are coming. And so all the Mandalorians except for Axe, bail out of the light cruiser and make it back to their uh, claw fighters. And they're just like hood sliding. <laughs> you know, it's it's such a um, Duke, uh, Dukes of Hazard moment. You just, you know, instead of sliding Dude. across the hood of the car to jump in, they're sliding onto the uh, <laughs> landing ramp. And it was such a great moment. It was just like, Oh, okay. It was definitely one of the one of the coolest scenes of the episode. It's just a fun um, action sequence. Yeah, and the whole thing going from the ship to the gauntlets, yep. and then dropping down again. Like everything was just incredible in that yeah. part. So, excellent pick for your Starlight Killer scene. Um, I'll talk about mine, and hopefully Justin comes back. I'm I'm wondering if his phone died. <laughs> Ah, <laughs> uh, might have done. Oh, that feels. So... <laughs> yeah, you. <laughs> Throwback. <laughs> Throwback to last week, folks. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
but hopefully he comes back. I will talk about my Starlight Killer scene, which is literally the last shot of the episode. Um, it is the scene of <laughs> Grogu holding up the frog while uh, Mando looks on his his new baby boy. It's just a... I love his little cabin. Yeah, man. It's, it's, it's just like... He's he's just set for such a cozy life. Yeah, he's just peaceful right now. He's like, this is exactly what I've been working for for however long he's been working, you know, to have my boy out there eating his food <laughs> and me just chilling on the porch. Boys feeding off the land. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All I see is like Thanos smiling at the end of Infinity War. I'm just like, yes. <laughs> just everything's at peace. The work is oh, done. oh! Are we gonna get time traveling Avengers coming in to just mess with Din when he's trying to just have his nice little cabin life? It's just, it's just old ass Ray dropping in from like, like fifty years from now. She's all old. She's like, "You must die, Din." God. That'd be a hell of a direction for the uh, continuity yeah. reboot. Well, to take. I mean, we got the world between worlds, so you never <laughs> know. It's a possibility. <laughs> um, dang, I'm sorry, guys. There's 12 seconds left in this game. Denver's got the ball. Minnesota's up 96 95. It's kind of crazy right now. Um, mm-hmm. Hugh, are you watching on your other screen? <laughs> <laughs> I've been uh, refreshing to Google. Yeah, yeah it's, uh, it's uh, quite Josh, intense game. Uh, Josh, it looks like the uh, nearest show to you, uh, Death Clockwise, is probably going to be Omaha. <laughs> oh, really? It's in Omaha? Yeah. Oh. In Omaha. Must uh, be the slowdown. They're at the Steelhouse. Steelhouse. Oh, the new venue. Okay, cool. Yeah, <laughs> man. <laughs> that'll be uh, that'll be really tight. I'm going to definitely go to that then. Hell yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Phil. Philea. Hey, just, just crushing it for me over there. <laughs> Um, I am just gonna <laughs> crush gods. I am just going to talk about Justin's Starlight Killer scene myself, I suppose. It came in at the twenty-seven minute and two second mark. It's the scene where Grogu oh. is protecting everyone from the fire with the force. Dude, this scene, this scene got me choked up for sure. Cause like it was so good, it everything explodes, but it's such a good callback to season one too. You know, like mm-hmm. when when the flamethrower throws that flame up in the in the building and Grogu stops it, he passes out afterwards. And this one again, and he does it so much better. Yes, uh-huh. and and we've had this this whole fight. They've been taking turns protecting each other. Uh-huh. You know, we've Dude. got we've got Bo-Katan with her shield out. I. Din's got to get one of those, right? I mean, you would think. Pat, I you mean, just as far as his next like gear upgrade, right? You you would hope. But, I mean, which where's his little like uh, it's like the one shot use of the little mini rockets. The 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 um, you have to build them with Beskar. The sparrows. Oh, okay, okay. No, the, whistling, uh, whistling, whistling, yeah, whatever. Yeah, um, he. You see, they took those off when he got disarmed. Oh, oh okay. Uh, yeah, at the end of, does he? They they pulled something off of his left gauntlet yeah. there when they were disarming him. I I assumed that was the whistling sparrows they were pulling off. Interesting. 
I mean, the season, so I was curious. Yeah. Uh, well, and and he was told, you know, there there was a whole discussion with the Beskar Spear about you know using weapons made of Beskar mm-hmm. and how they were you know dangerous because they could you know kill Mandalorians. Yeah, and I think I, I swear to God, I, they had to make those out of Beskar metal or yeah. whatever. Oh my God! Yeah, no, like right like. Now. Like each one of them was a. Uh... Oh, it's time! It's going to overtime, dude. Going to overtime. <laughs> I can't believe whistling that. birds. Is uh, it whistling birds? Not not sparrows, but whistling birds. Oh, how lame is yeah. that? God, they could. They, Thank you, Ricky. You were close, man. They could have done anything, any other animal in Star Wars. Whistling birds? Come on, dude. Dumb. They fly. Yeah, whatever. Would you have preferred they called them like Minox or something? How about whistling raptor? Yeah, silence. That thing yeah, eats where them, are you at man. now? <laughs> that, eats, that eats them. Are you gonna name a weapon after something that like tries to kill you? Yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm kidding. That's what weapons should be. Named. I was about to say, like, wait a minute, trick question. <laughs> anyway. So, excellent pick for Justin, <laughs> wherever he is. I feel bad, but I'm guessing his Absolutely phone died for spectacular. sure. Um, it was, like, world of the force. like I was saying, it was one of my favorite callbacks, because I feel like there were a lot of callbacks in this episode to previous seasons, um, and mm-hmm. this one was probably my favorite. Um, like I said, I got choked up. I got a little emotional during this, because Grogu's just like, he's like, yeah, I'm good. We're good. We got this. We're totally fine. And then when he, like... He had so many moments where he like basically looks at the camera or looks at Din and goes, "Sup," and that was kind of after the the flame thing. He just puts his hands down and goes, "I'm gonna sit down," yep, and just kind of looked and like put him on his back today. Like, yeah. He really did, and even when he's fighting <laughs> the guards, uh, like mm-hmm. like Ricky was saying, he was jumping around like a cat, all nimble bimble on the light thing. <laughs> 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 it's like when he gets done in that scene and and Din looks at him and goes, Good job, buddy. He looks up and just goes, Meh. you know, like I know. Bitch, I know. Yeah, Dad, I did good. Yeah, so I really liked his reactions too. Like he, he was he was proud of his of himself so much that he kinda wanted a little bit of validation as well. Like, check it out, dude. I'm not passing out anymore. Yeah. I can do this without you know, dying for a look little how bit. How much better? Look how. Look what I can do. <laughs> That's awesome. Oh my god! Excellent picks. Grogu. <laughs> Excellent picks, though, guys. For these first two segments, we're gonna move on quickly to our one. I don't guess not quickly, but we're gonna move on to one chimers. The part of the episode where we choose our favorite set of dialogue from each episode of The Mandalorian. Let's keep the rotation going and start with Hugh. If we don't take out Moff Gideon, this will never end. Are you with me? I gotta say, there's another moment in this episode where Grogu, all he does is make a little noise and nod his head and you're like yes and this sets the tone i think for the entire episode in terms of what grogu is able to do i think i told you in the uh 
uh, direct message I sent to you that this is kind of the real birth of Din Grogu. Um, just he gets the IG-11 this, or IG-12 destroyed, and then he's fighting the Praetorians. He, like, stops the blade. He takes away one of the guy's weapons. He does the same thing for uh, against Moff Gideon as well. He takes uh, his weapon away. Um, and I'm just, like the last segment was the perfect setup. I'm like, man, he's just this good. Like, where was this? I'm like, Okoye in Black Panther or in uh, <laughs> Avengers. I'm like, well, was she up there the whole time, time, right? Yeah. She up there? <laughs> where was this girl? Girl, like, like even holding out on us like a little bit. Like, you, you could do all this just rapid fire. Like, okay, okay, let's go. Like, but I love it. Like, um, it seems like he's even a little bit taller at the end of the episode. You kind of see him. Like, he's, he's really gonna, kind of grown into himself. So I thought this was, like, the perfect launching point into that. Like, he's like, I yeah. need you to be brave. That's the line that precedes that uh, little scene. And are you with me? And Grogu's like, yes. And we see Grogu just crush it the rest of the episode. MVP Dude. all the way. Um, <laughs> For real. It's his. <laughs> For <Yeah>. real. Oh, <laughs> yeah. um, and I totally agree. That was the birth of Jin Grogu, basically. He, he, he knew the assignment this episode right. <laughs> he understood it <laughs> absolutely he uh and he did the best that he could and man he he stole the show for sure for like all the complaints about grogu not doing much this season like this episode really made up for that right right, right. yeah and, no he's doing everything this episode <laughs> yeah dude yeah, yeah he, he, he was, runs he was this he is the mandalorian come on <laughs> It's his show now. We were all wrong. It's not Bo-Katan's. Din. Grogu. Din Grogu. Din. Din Jarn, look at me. Look at me, Din. I'm the Mandalorian. I'm the Mandalorian. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. Yes. Thank you. That was good. That's perfect. Great setup. Oh, awesome pick, though, for your one-chimer. He lets us. Uh... And no notes. Yeah. Let's move on to Phil's. I'm sorry, I don't speak binary. I'm counting on you. <laughs> I, I had a, I, a couple of reasons for picking this one. I mean, it, it, as as somebody who you know is not binary, uh, it cracked me up to just hear Dan try and be like, "Sorry, I don't speak binary." This is like, no, you know. If I have to have this like awkward conversation about thing, you know, about gender stuff with people, I'm just gonna quote that. I'm just, I'm sorry, I don't speak by. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> but <laughs> I might join you but, in that. <laughs> that's hilarious. <laughs> but but it's also just a nice nod to see him actually like progressing in his, uh, in his development of his. Uh, he is working so hard this season on his whole droid issue. Yeah. I, now, granted, I think he, <laughs> I think he got a lot of it out of his system when he was, you know, kicking battle droids. <laughs> but, uh... Ricky, Ricky is referencing what we just talked about, uh, the binary thing, and he says, "What?" But Phil looks like such a classic straight white man in that bikini. <laughs> He sure does, doesn't he? <laughs> Classic. Um, no, I, I love that scene too. Another another scene of R five where you're like, all right, yeah. maybe I kind of like destroyed. I guess. <laughs> yeah, he's he's dealing with, you know, 
the the necessity of having to work with a droid, but he knows he trusts this one so far. Yeah. It's... And and you know, even though R five has complained and not wanted to do things the whole season, he's still done it. And Din's probably like, All right, fine. Good job, buddy. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Pow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> nice one, pal. And and Ricky, thank you. Uh I, I think what I think what Ricky means is to say that I really need to just actually invest in like a proper version of this and not like the forty dollar Amazon version of the costume. So probably <laughs> I appreciate it, Ricky. Yeah. <laughs> we need a little bit more like eye stuff too. You know, we need a little bit Yeah, more. well, yeah, but you know what? I mean, I just <laughs> got back from a trip. Like I spent four and a half hours oh, okay. in the car this afternoon. Okay, fair. Uh that drive is rough. You know, <laughs> yeah, like I, I didn't even have to chance to do mascara, man. That's give me a break. <laughs> no, it's true. You know, you look great, Philea. It's wonderful. <laughs> Thank you. But yeah, no, I just thought it was a, a uh, very fun, uh, yeah, very fun line. It, was, it, was, <laughs> it, it stuck with me instantly. It was a comic relief for an episode that didn't have a lot of comic relief. Exactly. Sure. So. Excellent pick. We're going to move on to my one-chimer. Then I will adopt him as my own. This is the way. This is the way. We talked about this scene already, just how how fun it was to see Grogu get adopted. I did have my little weird, ignorant American moment. Um, <laughs> but... It was still good to see Jaren, Din Jaren, <laughs> go and, you know, officially adopt Grogu and officially make him a Mandalorian apprentice instead of just a foundling. Um, it, it, was, it was a good scene. And then, of course, this leads up to the Mythosaur, which, again, was that, that whole thing was like, oh, my God, he's waking up to Grogu because Grogu is now a Mandalorian. And the mythosaur is like, whoa, 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 what? <laughs> so, uh, Ricky says, you need the real bikini, definitely real gold inlays, purple silk, <laughs> and a built-in <laughs> butt plug. Yes. See, this yes. is this is what happens when way. someone I this is what happens when someone I lived with off and on for four years comes in and starts talking guest stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, goodness. I don't know how much uh, I want to dig into that last comment, so we're going to move on to <laughs> Justin's one chime. I'm just saying, Ricky and I were roommates for some time. I'm okay. I'm okay. Help me up. <laughs> I don't necessarily know why Justin picked this particular set of dialogue, but I could only guess that it was because... It was another little bit of comic relief in a not so comic, comic-y episode. And uh, well, I mean, I I I I look at it as not not to talk for you, Justin, but you're not here. Uh, so yes, to talk for you, uh, I looked at it as him seeing Grogu doing everything he can to help take care of Mando, and you know whether that's you know just 
you know, trying to make sure that he's not injured, trying to make sure, you know, because, I mean, he doesn't have weapons built into the, the droid body anymore. It's too bad, because so. he probably would have wrecked those guards. <sighs> would have been interesting. Yeah. But, yeah, I I would assume it was because it's, you're, you're right, like, he just, he cares so much, you know, and he's like, you're good, you're good, right? You're good. <laughs> Din is like, dude, I'm fine. <laughs> yeah, it, it was a, it was a good, a good little moment too. And, <laughs> oh my god, Ricky is just on fire today. Justin is frantically trying to charge his Android phone with his wife's Apple Lightning charger. <laughs> Poor Justin. I hope Justin's not watching right God. now. God, Ricky, Ricky, is is this what it was like when you were doing shows and I was just sitting there in the chat shit posting the whole time? Yes. Because if it is, I am very proud of what I did and not at all sorry. Yes. It was good stuff. It was good stuff. Um, but Justin, obviously, excellent pick on that one. Um, it was it was great opening to this final episode of Mandalorian so and and the way that the music comes in right or like it's basically this scene then Hugh's scene and then after Hugh's mm -hmm. scene the music comes in like it's it was just a great opening so yeah. we're gonna move on to my one chimer which I already played so we're not gonna do that god dude I am so tired today oh my <laughs> We're going to move on to our final segment, which is... It is the Tusken Raider, the part of the episode where we rate each episode of The Mandalorian. Now, this week was a little... I want to do something a little different because I actually had some like feedback on a post that I did on Twitter the other day, and uh, I... Sent out to the Twitterverse, rate the Mandal rate this season of Mandalorian on a scale of one to ten. Um, so that's kind of what I want to do here. I want to rate the episode, and then I want to rate the season as a whole. Um, but I will start with with some of these some of these things we had. Uh, Roe said he rated the overall season a six out of ten. Um, <laughs> then we had. Josh Scar from the Talking Smack podcast, 7 out of 10. Uh, Davey at 80s Ewok had 6 out of 10. He said a few good episodes with some filler or off-track episodes that lower the score. Uh, there was stuff set up that was either misdirection or simply not followed through. Felt like it could have been a lot better if the story was tighter with less filler, like Andor. Um, we basically said all of that today, although... <coughs> Phil bringing up the spies thing made uh, made that episode a little less misdirected. You know, if that's if that's what they're going for, I feel like the misdirection was just a little less. Um, a little, you know, a little obscure maybe, but not as misdirection as we might have initially thought. Right. Uh, Bad Kane said he was heading towards a four or five for the season, but the last two episodes dragged the whole thing up to a seven. Um, we had a five out of ten, unevenly paced, story threads all over the place, dramatic potential squandered, 
i.e. let the audience know Gideon has set up a base on Mandalore before the Mandalorians arrive. Just basically complaining. Uh, then we had an 8 out of 10, an 8, a 9, a 9, a 7.5, a 7, an 8, a 10. So really, it seems like the average of this for the Twitter-verse was around uh, 7, I would say. 7, 7.5 probably for the entire season, which is pretty cool. Um, thanks to everyone that actually got involved in that and, and gave me some reasons too. I like I like the the people that'll chime in and give me like their reasons why they rated it a six out of ten. Um, except for the guy except for the one guy that said zero out of zero out of ten because he canceled his Disney Plus. Get out of here, Edge Lord. Nobody wants to hear your opinion. Um <laughs> let's move on to Hugh's rating for this episode. We'll do episode first. And then we uh, the season. So, what was your rating for this episode, Hugh? I, I was coming in with a six, uh, but um, I, I really had a problem with the whole, uh, as I brought up at the top of the show, not guarding. I didn't think that clones were guarded well enough, but I did overlook the whole, you know, he had to go through seven shields thing and, like, did a lot of ass kicking. So, um, <laughs> even if it's a, against a bunch of, you know, just random stormtroopers, I, I, I got to bump it up for that. So, Gonna go with seven. Wasn't my favorite episode, but a lot of cool things went down. Um, a lot of great imagery as we spoken about this episode. But uh, yeah, gonna go up to a seven. That's fair. That's fair. Phil, what about <coughs> you? What was your rating for this week? For the episode, I'm thinking a nine. Okay. Um, it was pretty solid. Um, there's there's some stuff I. <laughs> I, I do think we have a tendency to get caught up in our theories yeah. and, and then we tend, I, and then we judge things when they don't hit what we're expecting. Yeah. Um, I, I will say there, there were a couple of things that I absolutely called this week. <laughs> um, yeah. Nailed it. No care. Uh, no death for Bo-Katan or Din Djarin. Uh, because just narrative structure, that's not going to happen. We already had the character sacrifice in uh, episode seven. Yes. Uh, but uh, it great action sequences, uh, nice little bits of humor. Um, we, we still have some unanswered questions. And again, knowing that they're planning to keep doing more within this world, I'm not upset about, you know, unanswered questions. And I'm trying not to be too upset about, you know, fan theories not necessarily panning out because. Fair. Yeah. That's fair. So, yeah, probably call it an overall a nine. I, I am a little sad that I didn't have an episode this season that I could have called a 10 out of 10. Hmm. Um, but not. Ah, hey, still a, nine's, still a yeah. nine, nine's pretty but good. It, it, it's, yeah, I, I they. They can't all be zingers. Right. True that. True so. that. Um, Justin rated this an 8.5. He In the notes, he said, too quick to finish beginning. I don't know what those words in that combination means. Um, um. But 8.5 for Justin, and I rated it a 9 which gives us a total of 83% this week, which seems to be about the 
the average. Um, like I was saying, with with the Twitterverse, it seems like people were going in between six and nine. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, dude. <laughs> Hugh, Ricky wants you in co-hosting next season. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Ricky. Oh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, yeah, man. So real quick, um, before we move on to, to getting on out of here, um, let's rate the entire season. And yeah. let's start with Hugh. What would you rate the entire season out of 10? Uh, going with an 8.5. Uh, really enjoyed this season. Uh, one of the people on your Twitter post said uh, didn't enjoy the filler episodes as much. I, I call out two very good ones. I think the – the famous Jack Black Lizzo episode I liked, as I explained, you'll have to check out last week's episode why I liked it. And then my favorite, like I said, last episode was uh, the Pershing. Um, a little bit of a slow burn to start the, to start the season this year, but uh, I think it finished pretty strong. So 8-5 for me. You know, that's a, there's an unfinished question there, an unanswered question there with uh, that whole episode with Pershing and stuff. Like, you yeah. don't know what's going on there. Now that Gideon's dead, where does... Where does Kane end up? You know, right. where does where does she go? So, uh, the Chimera, obviously, oh, clearly, and Delta <laughs> Delta Source all the way, duh. But like, again, <laughs> oh, oh, we can talk about Delta Source, and Justin won't know what's going on. <laughs> <laughs> no, I I still don't want to spoil that reveal. <laughs> Last command. Uh, it's kind of one of the most ridiculous reveals of but <laughs> of the book. But, but it's but. the only way it makes sense. I guess. Uh, I I gotta go with you on this one. I think about an eight and a half overall for the season. Um, I I never mind the filler, uh, in the in this live action Star Wars. I I'm honestly just happy to see so much Star Wars content coming out. It's like again, the, there there's gonna be some uh some stuff that's not top notch every time. Um. I absolutely loved the Pershing episode. I think if this had been an Andor length season, like we were talking about earlier, I think we would have gotten at least one more, almost exclusively Coruscant episode. Yeah. Um, I mean, they have done all of that set design and stuff for for Coruscant scenes for Andor. I mean, why not just use it more? Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, but yeah, I like it. Um, I like that. Nice progress of the season. Um, good character arcs for most everybody on the protagonist side. Um, we lost a good one, Rip Rip Paz Vizla. Uh, but uh, yeah, but man, it's <laughs> it was a fun season. I I cannot wait to see where things go next. Absolutely, it is there's there's a lot of a lot of places they could go obviously thrawn is where they're gonna go um but that's gonna be it's gonna be great i'm i'm gonna agree with you guys 8.5 for me too um there was no luke skywalker type of scene in this that would make this a 9.5 or 10 for me i mean look that episode of mandalorian is my favorite episode of mandalorian ever i give it i give it a 12 out of 10 every single time i watch it so i know it's a high bar but like this season didn't even hold a candle to that, you know? So, um, so yeah, 8.5. And I'm just going to speak for Justin and say 8.5, which means we ended this on. You just don't want to have to do math. You're absolutely right. So we ended this on (laughs) 85%. (laughs) Um, 
which is pretty good. I, I feel like um, it was it was a great season. I had a lot of fun, um, both watching it and podcasting about it. It was great to have Phil here as a new permanent co-host. Um, and you know, thanks to all the guests that came out. I mean, we had Jesse, we had Ricky, we had Hugh, we, we had, had Ro, Ro. Um, we had uh, Jesse from the Crusher Convo podcast. Um, I'm, I'm sure I'm forgetting people, but there was a lot of a lot of people involved. We had a lot of people in, in the we chat. Had like seven guests. Yeah, man, it was it was a great season, and I am excited to just continue this show um, to not. You know, do season and season and season like this is this is going to be a, a fun kind of every other week thing until we have an actual show to podcast about every <laughs> single week, you know, um, and I'm extremely excited to continue that. Um, that being said, I think we're going to come back for maybe a live episode in a couple weeks. If not, we'll at least have an episode dropping in a couple weeks um, that will be. Obviously, Star Wars are centered around legends and new canon of Star Wars. Um, we'll get you. We'll get you some Last Command content coming up soon. Yes, we still got to read uh, the book. We will get you. Uh, we will get you updates as we move on, getting ready for Ahsoka. We will. We'll be here. Yeah, think things will be going down. Um, but make sure we to... could recap some Rebels stuff before yeah, Ahsoka starts. Absolutely. We could. You could do like a season by season recap of Rebels shit. Oh my god. We'll figure something out. Yeah, absolutely. Um, big shout out to Ricky and Ro and Claire and Tim and Jesse. All of you guys for hanging out with us in the chat today. It was good to see you all. Um, and for people that are just listening to us in podcast land, you can join us on Sundays at around 8.30 Mountain Standard Time right here at youtube.com slash at questme. Um and hang out with us live. Uh, you can also follow us on Twitter, Facebook, TikTok, and Instagram at Questme Podcast. Um, those, all of those links are in the show notes as well. Go ahead and like and subscribe to all of those things. Follow all of those things because we have different content pumped out on all of those different social media sites every single day. Different videos on TikTok, different posts on Twitter. Uh, Justin does different things on Instagram, and of course, we got the main Facebook page that all this stuff funnels through. So um, be sure to sign up for all those things or like and follow all those things so you can be notified when we do actually go live and when we do have new episodes dropping like the Last Command episode that we're going to have coming out here soon. I'm assuming that's going to be a multiple episode endeavor, um, but I am extremely excited to move on with that. So I think we're going to call it a week, a day, a season, <laughs> and, and you know who's uh, not calling it a season, Josh? <laughs> the Timberwolves. <laughs> yeah, they got lucky. They got lucky. Whatever, man. They had to win at least one, right? Yeah, gentlemen sweep. You got to at least get the gentlemen. Yeah, man. I mean, it would have been cool to get a sweep, but well, <laughs> you can't win them all, right? Right, right, right. <laughs> um. Yeah, so thanks again, Hugh, for hanging out with us this week. We're definitely going to have you back. It's been an for, absolute blast, man. Yeah, we'll have you back for more episodes, Thank even for having me random on. ones. So um, if you can make if you can make episodes, we'll have you here. <laughs> <laughs> so for Quest Me, I have been your host. I'm Hugh. I'm Phil. And of course, my name is Josh, 
and I speak for Justin and everybody else when I say thank you so much for listening to the Questmate Podcast. We will talk at you in a couple weeks. May the force be with you.